0: Welcome to this week's episode of They Think It's All Corona. Hope you're all doing okay in the continued lockdown and awaiting with based breath the return of the Premier League. Hopefully that's a step closer now with Boris Johnson's announcement on Sunday, of course. But what are the hurdles that we still have to overcome? We'll be discussing in this week's episode. Plus, make sure to get your Bundesliga and K-League fix. Obviously, they've started back up now. Make sure to check out Ben's interview podcast from last week on Spotify or Apple Podcast to learn a bit more about Korean football. On this week's show, we will, of course, have our normal weekly features, including the Dorsy Challenge. This is they think it's all over.
1: They think it's all over. It is now. It's over.
0: So today we want to discuss the Premier League's project restart, uh, which has been in discussions for the last few weeks now. And Premier League officials are trying to get all clubs to agree on a programme to get the league started again in the next few weeks. Uh, What was useful for that was in Boris Johnson's announcement on the weekend and the the documents that have followed and the discussions that have come after is that they have allowed uh, elite level sport to restart on the 1st of June. So that does open up the window for the Premier League to get started. But what are the sort of barriers at the moment that the clubs are facing and, and why is a lot of um, chat at
2: the moment that it might not happen at all? Well, I think first and foremost, you know, the Brighton player who was diagnosed with coronavirus just a few days ago. I mean, I I, I can't see, I think you said last week, Scott, that if it just takes one player or one manager to get it and I think yeah. that's it for the Premier League and... I'm not really sure what's going to happen now, obviously, with, with this diagnosis.
3: Well, exactly. I think, I, like like you said, I did say it last week, and it's only the case that, yeah, maybe one player has it now. He might recover in, say, two, three weeks' time. But it just shows how easy it is for everything to stop. Say if this happened while the games were getting restarted, well, it, it wouldn't be ideal. You'd have to maybe stop everything, or at least stop everything to do with Brighton. We saw it last time, didn't we, where... Uh,
0: Mikel Arteta mm. was diagnosed with coronavirus and that really closed it down in the first place. Mm. So do you think we could see a sort of opening and closing of the door, so to speak? You know, we we might get started, play a few matches, <laughs> someone gets diagnosed, we've got to stop again, wait a few weeks and then get back to it. Is that a possibility?
1: <laughs> no, I, I think that would just be ludicrous to do it like that. You know, they're, they're already up against the clock to get the games done in time. I think really the only way to do it is the, is the the lockdown camp in essence where all the players have to go to a sort of controlled facility they only travel they only travel to matches on buses you know they are only ever in contact with people that have been tested and they do it like that that's the only way i think to truly control um uh, to stop players like the the Brighton player from catching it and then Halting the whole project.
0: I think that was the plan originally, but it seems now in the last week or so that. that- Plan's been scrapped completely yeah. because the likes of, um, well, Brighton, as we mentioned it, and the other bottom few clubs, I think Newcastle as well, have also been rumoured to be against that sort of plan, um, as then they think that not having the home advantage for certain games would be unfair. Obviously, there wouldn't be any fans in the stadium, but just having the familiarity, the changing rooms and stuff. So it mm. seems like there's enough clubs that, to, to block that move. The Premier League is now re seeking to sort of restart the, the season. As normal, I guess, but without fans, is is that feasible, or is it is
2: it a non-starter completely? I mean, it's it's tough, isn't it? Um, they have, yeah, they have obviously confirmed that it will be at sort of home and home and away matches, which is quite interesting. But is that possible? Probably not. In all honesty, with um, obviously, I I can't see that happening. I honestly can't. I, it just traveling all over the UK, well, England. Obviously, Boris is allowing that now because he's an idiot. But <laughs> <laughs> it just doesn't—I can't see that working. Obviously, you know, coming from London to Manchester and back again. Obviously, they'll have their own like private coaches, etc. But I—I I honestly can't see that that happening. Unfortunately. But do you think that we could go back to sort of the
0: the hiring plan, if you would, of a few weeks ago? And if that deadline of the end of July wasn't in place, if we had a bit more time to complete the season that we could do that. We could just uh, do a very slow, you know, play a game once a week, once every two weeks, take it slowly, make sure to have the precautions in place and get the season done over the next six months, say.
2: Ah, I mean, it's possible, but um, obviously other competitions will come into play, there's the likes of the Champions League, etc. How would that work? Um not really sure.
3: Obviously, the the, the money as well. It's a tough one. Because um, I, I I think it's hard to say, like, like I've said before, like I think you could elongate the season and make it and just make it last a bit longer. But also what's to say that by August everyone's gonna be ready to start a new season? Like I I highly doubt that a lot of the leagues in the world are going to be able to cope with starting a new season properly with a game every week it's going to be difficult to see um, without stringent measures on players being made I I still think in my opinion if you wanted to finish this season you'd have to do it maybe potentially be patient do it long peri- over a long period I mean, of time It looks more
0: and more like that doesn't it like mm-hmm. we, we
3: all assumed in
0: these discussions that we're going to start the new
3: season in August or
0: September mm-hmm. yeah. or October maybe but the way it's going doesn't look likely and especially the way you look down the leagues the championship's very likely not to be finished this mm. year if that can't get started again, how does that work? You've got maybe even more teams who are
3: should be getting relegated, but can't get relegated because there's no yeah. league to get relegated to. How, how does it work? <laughs> and that's the thing. I, I think it's it's hard. It's like it's hard for everyone just to assume. Yeah, next season's going to happen as normal. Like I said, like before, uh, finish this season, however long it takes, and then if there is time, say. I mean, the FA or and other uh, football bodies can all make up plans during this time about what could happen during like an interim season. Maybe say twenty twenty one season, it could have like a half competition. Mm -hmm. You could, you could, you could do something to fill in that time. Again, it's always complicated because you got the Euros being delayed till next year as well, and they've uh, already said that's going to happen. Um, It's hard to say what everyone's stance is going to be on that, but Mm -hmm. that's that's my personal opinion. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see. How the
2: Bundesliga gets on, obviously, that's back on Saturday now, 100% confirmed. It'd be interesting to see how that sort of works. Obviously, there is football going on. We watched the K League on Saturday, which was incredible, wasn't it, boys? <laughs> Actually, finally getting some live football back on our screens. Well, so, we're at the end, eh? Yeah, 41 year old man, mate, is incredible to watch.
1: I guess yeah. these, these, sorts of,
2: these sort of leagues are a, a case study, if you like,
0: yeah, exactly. how countries who've come through the peak of coronavirus albeit Germany and Korea didn't do so badly as we have done here in the mm. UK. But they're a case study of, of how
2: we can continue football under this pandemic. So it'll be interesting to to follow that. I don't know about you, I'm, I'm buzzing. Um, Dortmund v Bayern, 26th of May as well. Obviously, get that date in your calendar, boys, because that's going to be a quality match. But yeah, it'll be interesting to see how it goes. Might be a big K-League match on at the same time. Yeah.
0: Which <laughs> one are you going to put on? I don't
2: know. <laughs> both on, mate. Let's get the split screen set up and going again. I just... I. I need football back and I can't can't wait for Saturday. Right? Uh, of course, the other big news from um, England was
0: that Kyle Walker was uh, spotted out and about again. We talked about him a little bit on the show a few weeks ago for breaking the lockdown conditions <laughs> for a, a party, shall we say.
2: <laughs> um, and again, he was spotted flouting the rules. So what, what was the story this time? Um, well, I mean, the journalists sort of followed him doing multiple trips in the day. He went to his sister, and then he went to his mum and dad's, etc. which is obviously a disgrace at this point. He put some flimsy little apology on Twitter as well, which made it worse for me, saying, oh, I, I miss my family, and I miss this. So do we. Like, We're, we're all in the same boat. Um, just because you play football and you've got a lot of money doesn't mean you sort of you can do what you want. Um, I thought it was, well, disgraceful, really. I don't know how you feel, Scott. Obviously, he's a Man City player.
3: No, I mean, I agree. I think doing something... Again, like I, I get how difficult it is because we're all going through this at the minute. But when you're when you're breaking the rules on, on multiple occasions, that's when it's just getting silly. Um A few players have done it like once, but to do it again is just stupid.
0: Do you think he's been made a scapegoat though? Like obviously, he's a, a in a, pub, a public figure in the public eye. But I'm sure there's hundreds, if not mm. thousands, of people bro- breaking the rules every now and then, and visiting people when they shouldn't be. Oh, for and sure. Yet, yeah. Carl Walker, for you know
3: for some reason or other, has, is being followed by journalists every day of the week. I, I think it's a disgrace that journalists mm. are, are not giving them the space at all, and I get that. Um, I get it is frustrating not being able to live your life um, without someone following you. I think, however, that. Part of those journalists following you is down to how you do live your lifestyle. It's like David Silver, for example. He doesn't get involved with any media press whatsoever. He never has anything detrimental um, to his status. And I think as a result, probably has no journalists ever following him. Mm. Um, so you could argue that he's brought it on himself. But at the same time, it is a disgrace. That a journalist, sad enough, just to follow him in his car all day. Uh, I just think it's a bit silly. But because it's it's just, I, I get it's new, it's news and people will read it as clickbait. But um, it is what it is. But I I suppose he in a way he has been scapegoated. But he's broken the rules twice, yeah. and that's. And that's also not excusable. Yeah. What, what do you think the punishment for that is, Rod?
1: I personally think that Pep should never play him, especially as obviously, this case, this virus has hit Pep especially hard on a personal level, with his mother passing away from it. Sadly, yeah. I think as it's incredibly disrespectful from Walker to then sort of flout the rules, knowing that someone who mm. obviously should be a close friend to him has suffered at the hands of this. I think, yes, the media are making him a scapegoat. But in some ways, they're trying to make an example of someone who's consistently breaking the rules, and as a footballer, does have that responsibility mm-hmm. of being a sort of, sort of like um, a role, a role model. model, yeah. Role, yeah. model yeah. Yeah. role model yeah. to kids, you know. Kids, you know, if you're a kid who's a Man City fan who wants to play right back, there's <laughs> not many well, of them, like <laughs> yeah. That yeah, <he> um, <laughs> Walker will be sort of a player that you look up to and want to emulate, and it's not what he is not the example he should be setting to anyone.
0: So we're returning to our new weekly feature of start one, bench one, sell one. It Was a good one last week. We had a, a few interesting conundrums to discuss. Uh, Dozy, what
2: have you got lined up for us this week? Yeah, so last week I promised uh, an age-old debate will be reunited. So I think we'll start <laughs> off start off with that one, and we'll do skulls, Gerrard, and Lampard. Predictable. The I classic. The, the classic. The classic three. One of the biggest debates in Premier League. What are you thinking, boys? I think it's very easy for me. Here he is. As, um
0: Lampard starts, Skulls on the bench and Gerard's gone unfortunately.
1: Gerard has to go. Yeah. Of, of yeah. those ones he has to go. I think simply it, no Prems.
0: Yeah. Oh, he, he, obviously yeah. a great player, the Premier League era, but no silverware. Obviously bottled it at the final minute when he was most needed. Skulls, <laughs> his longevity, his his utility player who can play in you know, across the midfield, scored so many goals. What was the stat of the day about scoring more goals he's got something. more goals than Drogba yeah more goals than Drogba that's crazy isn't it that's mad
1: i think that starts though influenced by the fact that he
3: had more seasons obviously yeah, yeah. It's just it's crazy when you think about it but, yeah i think i think yeah i same as um, as mod for me so Lamp- lampard starts a big big fan of his um, I love Lampard, the, com- the complete midfielder for me he could do everything. Yeah, uh, and just apart from the fact that he could do everything, scored a ridiculous amount of goals. Mm. Uh, I think I had one season where he scored like almost twenty as well. Like he, he is a prolific goal scorer, when twenty plus. Be. Yeah, like yeah. yeah. 20s, yeah. Um, so for me, he had to, he had to be the one that would start. But skulls, his technical ability was one Unmatched. of the best. One, one of Unmatched, yeah, one right. of the best that the Premier League seen in fairness and. Just had something which, um, unfortunately, Gerard uh, Gerard doesn't. Gerard's top class for Liverpool did did an amazing job for them. Um, Obviously, bottled it a little bit, but but we did win (laughs) the champions. Did win the Champions League as well. So he's he's had his uh, good moments. And was a very good servant and captain for Liverpool. I mean, I think you all know who uh, my top spot was going to be. I
2: mean, you got to start (laughs) skulls. I'm sorry to say, for me, the best midfielder to play to ever grace the Premier League. his range of passing ridiculous and I think it says a lot that Fergie actually got him out of retirement to save us to win another league title I mean your
0: squad was terrible I
2: mean we did have Anderson and Cleverly in midfield at the time which isn't <laughs> isn't great but I mean Skulls was 36 and bought a pair of boots from Sports Direct 20 minutes for kickoff like, <laughs> and still was a man of the match in that game I mean the guy's incredible but yeah I think Lampard would be on the bench as well just because I mean look at his goalscoring record um, and Gerrard again he's a top player but Zero Premier League titles, I mean, that speaks for itself. Um, but yeah, fair these boys, you're all Lampard merchants, like. <laughs> um, so the next one, um, we've got, speaking of Drogba, we've got Drogba,
3: Robin Van Persie and Alan Shearer.
1: Ooh.
2: It's tough,
3: actually. That is very tough. What are your thoughts? I think I've got, I've got my order, I think. I would start Alan Shearer. (laughs) (laughs) He was very, very good for years, uh, for Newcastle and for uh, Blackburn as well. Mm -hmm. Um, I think in fairness, if he went to United, he would have won many Premier League titles and would have been influential in those seasons as well. Mm -hmm. Um, Then I would put on the bench Drogba. Because he he could he was such a good impact um, impact player I think someone that if you needed off the bench uh, could provide you with that big goal in say a big game. Uh, unfortunately, Robin van Persie, as class as he was, uh, I'd have to sell him. I think Oof. I'm gonna put that on his head. I'm gonna start RVP,
0: bench Drogba and and has gone for mm. me. Very unfortunate, obviously well, yeah. he's the top scorer in the Premier League. But, and you are a sheer well, as well yeah or? I am I yeah. think both RVP and Drogba had, had the X factor they both had it you know they had that you just didn't know what they were going to do very hard to defend against yeah and obviously had that star quality that was really unmatched against many of the, the other players of, of their time mm-hmm. Drogba obviously his impact coming on off the bench would be incredible um, but I think RVP's um, prolific few seasons at, at um, well the, towards the end at Arsenal and um and coming to United they, they really do set them apart for me
1: I think I'm going to go for a different order again
3: <laughs> love it Class. so I'm going to
1: I'm going to start Drogba yeah
3: okay. I think
1: Drogba was one sort of he was one of those completely dominant strikers when he came on you know he was mm-hmm. he's strong fast lethal finishing you know he turned up in the Champions League final when they needed him uh, I then would bench Robin Van Persie like you know, he was incredible for us and then he was he was incredible for United as well, sadly. You're right. Like, <laughs> and then, yeah, I, I would have to sell Shearer. He, it hurts because obviously he's he's one of the best goal scorers
0: yeah.
1: to have ever played in the Prem in terms of sheer numbers. But I just don't think he quite had the same sort of power and fear factor that the other two had. Mm.
2: <sighs> Very interesting, boys. Very interesting. I think I'm going to have to agree with uh, mid on this one. Oh, um. Yeah. Start of Van Persie because I mean, obviously as a United fan, but <laughs> what he did in that twentieth league title <laughs> campaign was absolutely outrageous. And the two seasons before at Arsenal, he was unbelievable. Scored some of the best volleys we've ever seen in Premier League football. Yeah, as volley well. the volley really. technique is on that head. Oh yeah, the the, in the World Cup. <laughs> the Swan Dive header, yeah. sensational. Um, and then yeah, Drogba will be would be my uh, my bench pick. What a player you can bring on! You know, with a few minutes, to, with twenty minutes to go or something, you need yeah. a goal. Not many better than him, especially you know on set pieces. Obviously, as you mentioned earlier, Rod the Champions League final, that incredible header to get them back in the game. I mean, it's it's hard to leave out Shearer really. Obviously, top scorer in Premier League history. and He starred for you, hiring but yeah, yeah,
3: he, he had to go unfortunately. I mean, it's not even just. A, I mean, he's got two hundred and sixty goals in the Premier oh, League. Oh, of course, but yeah, I mean, oh, that's, yeah, that's, yeah. that's not even the peak of his goals. I mean, he played before the Premier League was a thing, and so in the top flight at mm. that point, he still had goals, which on. Probably unfairly discounted, really, but I suppose you have to have a uh, cut off somewhere. I think
2: if he'd if he'd have signed for United in sort of ninety eight ninety nine, I think he'd been sort of well well sort of respected. I think because he scored at least another forty three you know thirty forty goals Possibly, on top yeah. of the goals he had already. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that that would be my my th- my three. Then um, going on to the final one before I've got a little bonus this week, boys. So mm, so the final one of of this. So we've got Eden Hazard, Neymar gareth bale Ooh. <laughs> oh,
3: oh, oh,
1: oh. i would sell hazard Ooh. i think it's, it's a big one interesting but i just don't think he's consistent enough to be to be in that team you know he's very sort of he's very much a hot and cold player mm-hmm. when he's on it though he is he is oh, simply unplayable incredible. some games but i would say that the other two on the list are just as unplayable if not more so I then think I'd have to. <laughs> I think I think I might may have to bench Bale. Okay. I think I think potentially if he hadn't have gone to Real Madrid, he may have been starting. But the fact <laughs> four Champions that, Leagues, I <laughs> four Champions Leagues. But he doesn't feature for them week mm, in week out. He, yeah. What he's done coming off the bench, and you know those, those goals in the finals as well, mm-hmm. incredible. But I just don't think he's... If he if he would have gone to a club where he could play week in, week out in his preferred position as well on the left, he would probably have been starting. Mm, and then, you know, Neymar, he was part of MSN. Yeah. What a yeah. player. He has bottled it slightly. Is it PSG but-
0: now? I mean, it's pretty irrelevant. That's the thing. I think that's what takes Neymar down for me. Mm. I think he'd be my starting player if he'd stayed with uh, Barcelona awesome. as part of MSN. But obviously, he's moved to the Farmers League. I think <laughs> he's he's on the bench for me. Bale takes my starting role. Mm. And that unfortunately puts Hazard on on the uh, transfer list. But um, I guess for the same reason, as Rod said, hot and cold. But um, to be honest, Hazard, Hazard, very, very close to Neymar. They could easily be in the other way around. Um, Obviously, Hazard has done it in the Premier League as well. Mm -hmm. Neymar, unproven on a cold Tuesday
1: night. (laughs) The The ultimate test
3: problem for for me unfortunately with Bale was his uh, injury record I think I'd have to sell him mm. uh, It's I, I, I'd love seeing Gareth Bale play he's immense uh, again for some of the vital goals he scored and I mean the one the Copa del Rey uh, running past the uh, Barcelona defensive world class he's <laughs> probably a, a mile off the pitch and still somehow got <laughs> <gullet> it around <laughs> a mile uh, off the pitch uh, oh, he, was, could
1: have, he could have high-fived a ball boy
3: yeah, yeah I think so um, but his injury record just hasn't been good enough he hasn't been t- a consistent key player throughout uh, Real-, Real Madrid while he's been there, maybe he's had a few a few seasons out of many where he's been uh, top class. Um, I think I would start Hazard. I think <sighs> he he is sure top class. No. I I I, wow. I think so for Fair. what he bring, what he can bring in terms of his dribbling. Um, I think his passing range is fantastic, and he's uh, got eye for goal as well. I I, I think Neymar for me, although. I think if I go, if I was going for peak season, it probably would be Neymar in terms of his time in MSN, but he is a little bit more relevant, I think. Yeah, but a shame. Yeah, yeah. But I think he's very much deserved on the bench because he is top class and he could bring you just something that bit special, yeah. I think, if if you needed him.
2: Fair but I'm
3: I'm gonna agree with you again, Miz, mate. Oh, mate. Um, mm. Bale,
2: Bale yeah. starts for me. I mean, not just for the stuff he's on for the clubs. I mean, the season at Spurs where he was basically unplayable. One PFA pair there the year and young player of the year but what he's done for Wales as well obviously as a Welshman getting us to the Euros and having an incredible
3: tournament well he's done for golf as well mate
2: (laughs) exactly I mean he loves playing golf which is obviously (laughs) class Wales golf Madrid in that order exactly um and then yeah on the bench it'll have to be it'll have to be Neymar um the guy's a genius it's such a shame he's at PSG now if he was still at Barcelona I think he probably would have won the Ballon d'Or a few years ago yeah Um, probably right which is a shame. I mean, he went to PSG to win the Ballon d'Or, which is the most deluded thing I've ever heard. <laughs> um, Do you reckon he'll come back? Messi's obviously calling for there it. Is a, I mean, there's a lot of rumours going about. Um, obviously, Barcelona signed Griezmann last summer for like 90-odd million, so I don't know how their funds are looking, but I mean, I'd love to see it personally. They'll pull some the money out somewhere. Yeah, yeah, I mean, that yeah the, you know what Barcelona are like. Yeah. I mean, Messi and Neymar, incredible partnership. Um, and yeah, I'll have to sell Hazard. Yeah. Um, it's a tough one it's a tough one it is hard I think looking at it, his season he's had at Real Madrid he's not really done much obviously he's been hit by injuries as well but unfortunately for Hazard it comes back to it every now and again he just has a sort of run of games where he just doesn't look into it dog, you know um, I think it was a, he didn't score in like 380 days or something ridiculous in the Premier League at one point in his career but yeah Bale starts Neymar on the bench and then Hazard's got to go unfortunately Grim but fair. Yeah. What's this? Uh, so the bonus, bonus round, the done. bonus yeah, round. Very so, exciting. So it's a still sort of same premise: um, start one bench one, sell one. But this time, in terms of managers, so we've got <laughs> the, the classic, manager assistant manager. The classic. Th- no, no. In, in
0: the dugout upstairs. Yeah, yeah. and in, in the car park.
2: Going right. for this is so this is, this is looking at who do you have as your manager, who do you have as your assistant, and who do you have not at okay. all at the club, not yeah, at the club yeah. at all. So we've got... But is it, do we have to actually assess their qualities as an assistant? No, 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 no. So it's basically just, it's basically okay. like your ranking of how good they are as managers. And in the, in the peak now as well, so we've got... In the peak? Oh, yeah, interesting. Jose Mourinho, Jurgen Klopp
3: and Pep Guardiola. Well, Jurgen Klopp's gone.
1: <laughs>
3: <laughs> oh, I disagree. Yeah, I, I think he's in there for me. In the peak?
2: Yeah. He's, yeah he yeah, has he's just won the, the Champions League and he got Dortmund to the Champions League final.
3: And he's won the league this season with Liverpool as well. He hasn't won the league with Liverpool. (laughs) Thank you very much. Um, I mean, I'm sorry Klopp has to go. He's not on the same... um, I don't think he's on the same table as uh, Mourinho and Pep. I think those two are rightfully together in terms of their level. Um, I think I'm obviously going to be a bit biased and go for (laughs) Pep because what he did at Barcelona was just a joke. Um, he won everything there in one season Um, with Lionel Messi with Lionel Messi yeah but my argument has always been as well look at every other manager that's had Lionel Messi have not done as well as what uh, Pep did with him Mm -hmm. Uh, and he was the one that really got him going as well um Jo- Jose, Jose Mourinho would certainly be good support I mean he was um, assistant manager at, at Barcelona at one point mm-hmm. as well so could could work out there I think
0: I think Jose's my my first choice he, he's world class <laughs> he's got he's, to he is he's, man- he's, he's done it in so many different leagues uh-huh. you know done the double and almost every time he's come into management for the first time won Champions League won the Premier League you know he's, he's got it all in his locker and um, as for the memes, you know, you can't beat it. <laughs> Hilarious guy. I prefer not to speak. I prefer not to speak. Icon. Um, My second choice is Klopp. Oh, God. Uh, <laughs> I think what he did with that Dortmund side in, must have been what, 2012, 2013? Yeah, that season, yeah. Who, Yeah, you know, it was pretty unknown, that Dortmund side. The, the players in there were not big names, mm. but he, he made them into big names mm. and he got them into the Champions League final against Bayern Munich. And... You know, no one had heard this guy. It was a bit of a sort of rags for riches tale. And I thought, on that day, I thought, wow, this is this is a real football manager. You know, this is mm. this is the guy. Pep Guardiola, for me, obviously he's a great manager. You can't deny that. Mm. But he's never done it without Messi or 500 million pounds. That's the key. <laughs> oh, he needs yeah. one of the two <laughs> to, the uh, to 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 be successful. Mm-hmm. And I, I just, I can't see him doing it with, say, you put him in that Dortmund side when they're, mid-table in, in the early 2010s Did he take him to the Champions League final I don't think yeah. so without
2: without 600 million pounds
0: which no, he exactly. wouldn't get yeah. so. I
3: mean there's quality players there and Pep could have done a great job with that Dortmund side um, they weren't but, quality players when Klopp took over I
1: think that's, that's the, the that's
2: the big thing with Klopp um, is he takes players I mean you look at Liverpool starting 11 right now he's got players from Hull he's got players from Southampton suddenly the Top, you know, top three or four players in the world. Yeah, you know, he's yeah, taken yeah. Robertson, you know, a left back from Hull for a few million pounds. Sterling's the best left back in the world. Mane, you know, decent winger at Southampton. He was a good quality player, but now he's one of the top three wings in the world, right? Mm. You know. Yeah, show me when Pep's done that. I can't see it. Don't say Sterling. Oh,
3: Sterling. Oh. No, <laughs>
1: Sterling is awful. <laughs> he's
3: not awful. No, I still disagree with the state. I think this is said every week, but I, st- I still disagree with that. I think he he's made Sterling a, a very proficient. Uh, player um, obviously uh, the the second half of this season or well, the whole season <laughs> well, not the whole early in the season he's been class and the previous two seasons he was class and that is thanks to the coaching that he has received is he on the same level as Mane Salah I think at one point he was yeah 100% for, for like one match <laughs> no for two seasons no, no, I don't think so I, 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 I've never seen that I think, that no, I, I, I I think I, you're watching a different game no I, I, I disagree personally I think he was top class uh, for us as well Like, and I think after the World Cup he was, he was class for England as well for a wee while um I, I think he just obviously, I, I don't know why your boys don't rate him. I, I've watched him week in, week out. and Does he can't that, That's just <laughs> ludicrous. That is completely ludicrous. Of course he can. And his goals and assists are, are just incredible as well. Uh, consistently being high up there in the last few years. So, Rod, what's your three? So, I'm going to agree with Meds. I think you know Jose just has to be top. Mm-hmm. He's won
1: he's won the Champions League with Inter and Porto. Mm-hmm. Like you know to do that with those sides is just incredible. Into a
3: class that year, though. Uh, you, granted, Porto an B- B- amazing B- achievement. B- beat Pep's Barça as well. Oh, yeah, yeah no, like days. you know the,
1: the teams he beat. That you mm-hmm. would you have put money on them winning it? No, oh, no but like not, they, me, they weren't the favourites by a mile. No, of course they were. They were a good side, obviously. and But Porto, though. Porto alone mm-hmm. should be enough to put him up there. And, you know, that Chelsea side still hold the record for <laughs> fewest goals conceded. I mean, 15
2: goals in a season is an absolute joke, isn't it, really?
1: Yeah, and then... Then I have to go cop second. Uh-huh. Like, oh my God! Passion <laughs> merchants all over the place. It's nothing to do with passion. It's just about the football. <laughs> like you know, what again? What he did with that Dortmund? Yeah. What he's done this season with that Liverpool side? You know, he's made them a proper team. Uh-huh. Like so, if you look at their midfield, and you're not thinking, "Oh, those are world class players," but it's a it's a functioning midfield. Uh-huh. Everyone knows their role. Everyone is doing their job to the letter, and that's why that team's been so successful and Pep, you know, I'll take I'll take his first season at City as an example. Yeah. You know, he did not inherit a bad squad, but he got simply outclassed because mm-hmm. he didn't have players to play football exactly how he needs it to be played. Mm-hmm. And then he doesn't have a plan B.
2: That's the I When I was thinking of this list, I was thinking the average club. Obviously, if if I was in charge of a club with 11 world-class players and unlimited funds, yes, you'd get Pep Guardiola in. But any other instance, you just can't, you can't see Pep Guardiola managing a football club. You know, you you, you put him in a United now, you put him in Arsenal's team now, he does, he's useless, he's lost. So I think, and I, you know how I feel about Jose Mourinho, I think he's a brilliant manager. He'll definitely start for me, obviously, stood up to the Glazers very, very well at his time at United, obviously, so I'll respect him for that, but all of his accomplishments speak for themselves. Um, it's tough between Pep and Klopp, it really is. Um, but I think the last few seasons of Liverpool I think just just give Klopp the edge for oh me. Oh god. Um, <laughs> I'm not happy with this at all. Yeah, again, Dorsey agrees with mid. I, I was gonna say it's st-
0: <laughs> three in a row. It's shocking. Like, yeah. it's
2: fair play, but I think, yeah. That would be by three. Very hard to, very hard to leave Pep out, but unfortunately, not all clubs have Lionel Messi in it, so. <laughs>
0: We're coming back this
2: week to our unpopular
0: opinion theme. And last week uh, it was Scott Hiron who was very excited to present his opinion. I had to hold on for uh, seven days. Uh, so, Hiron, what, what have you got for
3: us? So, I've got... Um, there's been a few Premier League uh, bottle jobs in, uh, in, in time. Mm-hmm. Newcastle uh, being one of them. Mm-hmm. I think what... Uh, 15 games behind uh, i think the united were 9 points behind mm-hmm. uh liverpool in 2014 as well were uh, bottling it as well uh my point it could could be popular but i it might be unpopular uh i think united bottling the league in 2011 2012 is probably one of the biggest bottle jobs in <laughs> premier league history
0: that's world class and i i love that. And
3: <laughs> I, I think first statistic uh, eight points behind, eight points behind City. World, with six games to go, um, mm-hmm. requiring that United had to drop three games uh, for that to happen in six games. Mm-hmm. So if they won four games, that would be it. Uh, they would have won. Um, I think one of the the bad ones, uh, losing at Wigan. Um, so I say let's break it down. They, what, what games did they lose? So they lost to Wigan one 0 mm-hmm. uh, completely outclassed that day as well. Um, I add. Um and fourteen games uh, the fourteen times they played Wigan before uh, they beat Wigan, so Wigan ended a a personal streak against uh, United uh, by beating them Mm one nil. But I think the I think the real I know you're gonna say the real one comes with the four two at home to Everton. Seven minutes to go, four two up, uh, and then a four all draw against Everton. Just simply not good enough. I think you should be able to hold down. Uh, that lead and ultimately, if if they won that game, uh, and even say got a draw at the Etihad, but mm-hmm. um, well they 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 could have still lost at the Etihad. Yeah, yeah. If they if they won that game against Everton, they would have won the league, in my opinion. Yeah. Uh, because it went only went down to goal difference in the end uh, I think that's a complete shambles. Whereas if you look at Liverpool uh, bottling the league, um, even if they did win against Crystal Palace they would have still had to have beaten or gotten the result against Chelsea as well. Mm-hmm. So I think, in my opinion, probably one of the worst bottle jobs of all
0: time. I think the difference for me is that for the whole time, United were respectful. Mm. They, were, they were never,
3: yeah, yeah, I agree they were with never
0: that. saying, oh, we've won the we league. Can't they win knew it, they oh, knew it was a tight, a tight race between United and City. They knew it the whole way. They weren't assuming they were going to win the mm. league. It was mm. tough. They had to play some tough matches. Obviously, they did bottle it a few times, as many clubs do. The difference for me with Liverpool was that they thought they'd won the league in February. <laughs> no, yeah, yeah, I agree with that. And then
3: the meme of Steven Gerrard slipping over to lose it Makes it for me. I it, think it's a com- it's a complete meme. But I'm talking in terms of, of football. But I mean, from from a personal point of view as well. My, and my dad's had to live with this for many years. Uh, I'm not sure if Dawes remembers the uh, the classic banner at Old Trafford with the number of years. Yeah, yeah, that, yeah. Um, yeah. that they're adding, adding consecutive years for uh, the years which City hadn't won a, a, a league title or even the trophy. I'm not sure if they did have the FA Cup or the um, or the like the, um, the the league. But they, I just think it's quite an arrogant thing that they did uh, I mean, you could some call it banter but I think it's obviously just yeah. a little bit disrespectful to the noisy neighbours which came up uh, and I think for City fans it was an absolute dream to finally uh, pip United to the league again uh, obviously then they won the next year but then after that United just haven't been the same team and we've been above <laughs> them ever since I
0: think that the you, I know we call it bottle job but I think that the that year it was more City were in the lead than United losing it yeah, agreed. Yeah. I think yeah, they, they you said they bottled it, but no one will remember that, that they, they bottled it. And yeah. I don't I don't think they really did bottle it. They were winning and then they lost it, but it wasn't like it wasn't a bottle I, I, it's eight, hard to put your finger eight, on it po- 8 but points
3: behind with 6 games to go though that is poor but I think 8, eight, eight points you eight still don't have to go to the Etihad, so like. being
2: eight, yeah, but, but Everton's a tough game mate but, not, yeah, not anymore four, obviously but back four, then they were a good yeah, side 4-2 four,
3: four of 7 minutes to go at home No, that is poor I think, yeah, th- th- I think it was that bad. is very poor and we did
2: lose the league that day of course we did I think it, it, again, it's City that will
0: win
3: it. The Aguero scenes at the end—they won that, but that league. By, you know? But what? What? See, what does that for me? I think the ninety-three twenty moment actually hides the fact that United bottled it because that happened in the way that it did happen. I think everyone remembers that, that season for that Aguero moment and not for United losing, say, or not winning against Everton. What's the point? Everyone does remember it for the Aguero Every, Everyone remembers yeah. for that, but yeah. uh, but if you actually look down to it, that 4-2, going from 4-2 to 4 rule in mm-hmm. seven minutes, that's what cost United the league that season. I think that's a, especially being eight points... It is a bottle job. Yeah. Eight points of course ahead, it's a job, of course But ahead. it's not I'm, the biggest bottle no, no, no. job. In my opinion, it's possibly is. Because
1: Ball is still, it's on the same level as the Everton bottle. Yeah, no, but so I think yeah, it's worse. Yeah
3: but, if, yeah, but Liverpool still wouldn't have won the league. That's my, that's the key difference for me. Yeah, but United, that, that's the other city. It was the same thing. Yeah, but again, if United won that one game uh, without bottling it, they would have won the league. You, and could, they you say that
1: about any result. Yeah, but it, was,
3: it came down to goal difference and that's how, that's how tight it was. Any dropped result mm-hmm. for United, that was it. Surely the fact that it stayed close means they didn't bottle it as much. I, do, I no because they were eight, they, eight points ahead. They eight points ahead with six games to go is such a good position to uh-huh. be in, and they threw it away. They did. For I'm not saying they yeah, didn't yeah, bottle it, 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 it but I think I
1: still think the Liverpool one is a bigger bottle. I
3: sorry, I, I disagree because I think obviously. there there was a different <laughs> no, but there were different. Um, there I don't think they had a. a I mean, obviously, storage and uh, Suarez were classed that year. Uh, I mean their defense was shambles, but they they were. they <laughs> not a minute. But they, so no, was ours. No, yeah, but I mean you could see the thirty three goals that year, which isn't terrible. Um, but for me, I, I mean, I suppose. But
2: Finn like, were injured for most of the season.
3: We yeah, yeah, Carrick and Fletcher, as I said, about punish it for most of that. Well, what was Liverpool
2: points difference? Like how many points did Liverpool? It,
0: have?
3: it was it was two. So even if their draw against Palace turned into a win, we'd well, still be ahead of them on goal the most. Difference. Like how? What
0: was the most they were ahead?
3: Uh, I th- they were five points clear with two games to go, were not they? For, I think it was five. But then you had a game. We in hand. we had two games in hand on, on yeah, them at one point. We had many games in hand on them. So I think it looked because we had the games in hand. It looked worse for Liverpool yeah, than it actually yeah. was. If we had the games already played, I don't think it would have looked so bad for Liverpool. It'd be like, oh well, well, like I mean, obviously the the Christ, the Crystal Palace that was an awful result, but they still had lost to Chelsea as well at home, which is like a. It was a tight game, a fairly tight game, but Chelsea are a very good team. Very interesting opinion, Hiron Well, we'll take the vote then. Who
0: um, is now in belief in belief of uh, Hiron's unpopular
2: opinion? Any anyone converted? I'll say, I'll say, he made a few good points there, and obviously as a United fan, I know that that wasn't a bottle job, especially the Everton game, as you mentioned, Scott. But I just think the Newcastle one with Kevin Keegan's shambles. And Liverpool's in, a, in 2014 were bigger bottle jobs. I think ours were third. Third place I'll take, but I think those two take the cake. Disney. Rod?
1: I haven't been converted, sadly. I think, yeah, uh, it just for me, whenever I think of a bottle job, I think of that that yeah. Liverpool team. You know, yes, you've made a good case for it. I, lo- I like the stats. They were very good stats. Mm-hmm. I
3: appreciate that. I appreciate that.
1: But, you know...
3: No, I, I agree, we- I
0: agree. By, by the stats, I, I think it does seem it, but it just won't be remembered. Yeah, it, it, I, think,
3: job. yeah. I, I think what you remember is fair. I, I just think that the Aguero moment certainly masks over it. Uh, and with Newcastle, they finished four points behind United that, that season. So it was, it was yeah. kind of already done by that. I mean, again, there was the, it was the Kevin Keegan um, <laughs> breakdown, which I've, everyone obviously remembers. But there was still a big title race for quite a lot of the uh, the remainder of that season. Hmm. Like, like I said, nine game, I think nine points behind with 15 games to go for United. It wasn't. The biggest comeback in the world.
0: (laughs) Well, moving on then to our regular On This Day feature. Uh, What's the date today? 12th, is it? 12th of May?
2: What have we got for us this week, Doors? Obviously coming right towards the end end of the season. Mm -hmm. So we've got two classic 2013 moments. Um, Same year. Very interesting. Yeah. First of all, we've got, well, for me, one of the best moments in football history with uh, Troy Deeney's incredible winner against Leicester to send them to the playoff final. All those years ago, Vicarage Road, unbelievable scenes. I think hasn't... it made our top 10 commentary moments I of the decade. I think you definitely did. I mean... Go check that out on Mixed Mixcloud. It's, it's incredible. I remember watching it live. Obviously, Leicester had a penalty at one end, <laughs> which was missed by Knockhart. Almunia boots yeah. it up. The ball comes in. It goes to Hogg. And then Dini smashes home. And the scenes were, well, unbelievable. I mean, There's was a double save by the keeper. Yeah, Almunia made yeah. two yeah. great yeah. saves. Mm. Um, And... I mean, you all love that as a football fan, the scenes, the fans on the pitch, <laughs> commentators couldn't, didn't even know what was going on. It was unbelievable <laughs> scenes. Um, so that was obviously, that's obviously a special day, but... Because on the same day... On the same day, yeah. On the, you know, the exact so same across, day. Across the country. Um, up in Manchester, it was It's Ferguson's last ever home game for Manchester United. Um, emotional day for me. Um, I did cry. I will hold my hands up for that. Um, obviously, saying goodbye to the best manager in the history of football was so tough um his speech is incredible but i think it's it was so deserved going out as champions i mean there's a scene of him sort of getting a god of honor coming out the impossible dream playing over the speakers and champions 20 times on the, on the on the ground it just makes your hair stand on end looking at that, those scenes um and then one one more for you Scott. i'll gi- i'll give you this one so oh, last season it, it's the day that city did a, did in fact secure the title against liverpool um, obviously, at home to uh, way to Brighton, where they were behind for a minute and had us Saw all Liverpool, panicking, had Liverpool, us all panicking. Liverpool fans all celebrating, loved it. Um, but yeah, I think obviously that's one of the best titled races we've ever seen, if not the best. Um, and yeah, City put this day on this day last year. Crazy that years gone by since then, isn't it? No, oh, so, so it's much. Has changed. Yeah, so much is yeah, crazy. So
3: much. Um, but yeah, that's that's on this day. Yeah, I think in terms of that that title race, probably I I agree, one of the best title races in in the Premier League history. I Liverpool just couldn't stop winning, but then either could we. And uh, I suppose you could say they bottled it that that year as well with <laughs> yeah. uh, a, a lot well dropping really points did, to yeah. Everton yeah. and you know bottle jobs and then yeah. uh, in, injured at United. I suppose they, and that's that's a top um, top deba- that could be another debate yeah. as well, but. Um, Oh f- fantastic win that was and it, the f- fact they had to win 14 games in a row was just a joke um, obviously companies win the uh, the week before mm. with Leicester uh, so yeah very memorable year for that uh, for me fantastic On that theme actually who who's going to be up for um, Unpopular Opinion
2: next week? I mean, Hiram looks straight at me, so I guess it's going to be me. <laughs> no, no, that <I> was just... <laughs> yeah, I'll, I'll take it for next week. I'll take nice it for so next week. Does do- do- up do- next week. Do- really looking yeah, forward yeah, to that I've really. I've got I've got a few in mind. i got a, got a select one. got a select one. So moving on to another
0: another Dawsey feature. Lots of Dawsey features at the moment. <laughs> uh, obviously, the regular Dawsey challenge, the Dawsey 11...
2: Uh, I can see brother's got his stat pad out. Good <laughs> bit to see. As usual. Uh, what was the challenge this week, Dawes? Uh, so this week we've gone for... Um, I'm I haven't done the Premier League for a few weeks now, so we're going to go to the best 11 to have played for at least three different Premier League clubs. Um, the only rules is that they had to have actually got an appearance in the Premier League. So if they're on loan, that's fine, as long as they did make an actual appearance. So who'd like to start with? Hyron, would you like to go
3: first? Yeah, go on then. Uh, so we'll start with the goalkeeper, which I think should be in for everyone for me, and that's Peter Schmeichel. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, by, <laughs> by for, oh God, <laughs> I don't like the look of Miller's face here, but um, Peter Schmeichel, top class, um, will always be remembered for what he did at United, mm-hmm. um, but the fact that he's just that level above everyone else, um, and one of the best goalkeepers uh, in the Premier League, mm-hmm. yeah, just had to be in there for me. Uh, we've gone for a, um, a formation of a 442 a classic 442 um, nice. good, good sp- formation like yeah it. that's like it, it. Like very it. very premier league uh, and we've gone as captain as well uh, stuart pierce at left back okay. i thought he did a brilliant job at uh, nottingham as well. nottingham um, um, He was just, I mean, everyone knew him as psycho and he was just absolutely <laughs> nuts on the left back, but um, everyone was always very scared to play against him. Uh, he was very forceful in the challenges and he was just very solid and um, he did a very good job, I think. Uh, on the right, got um, Steve Finnan, uh, played a big part of Liverpool, but mm-hmm. I think fun, fun fact with him is he's played also... In the championship, League One, League Two, and the Conference, <laughs> <That's> <laughs> cool. which I thought was—I uh, I thought I was worthy of a mention in there. Yeah. But he was—he uh, was known for his attacking as well. He's um, quite good for Liverpool. Um, I think it was quite good to say with uh, Carragher next to him as mm-hmm. well so I think it, I think he deserves to be in there also yeah. uh, sent Centre back partnership of Colo Torre who's part of that invincible squad for Arsenal uh, I suppose nothing has, more has to be said on how good they were and Rio Ferdinand which I think people know I'm, I'm a fan of Rio Ferdinand as well uh, I don't think anything needs to be said on him either <laughs> um, then for my middle two I've gone for Gareth Barry who I thought was very, um, he's been very consistent wherever he's been, Uh, City obviously, West Brom, um, and also Villa as well. Um, He's just been a solid all-round performer, can do uh, a little bit of everything, Uh, and I think he'll keep things quite solid. Alongside him obviously had to be Frank Lampard, um, I suppose for similar reasons, but uh, just being that one of the best players the Premier League has seen. Uh, then on either side, then, I've gone for Samir Nasri <laughs> on the left, <laughs> and which I, I I think he was good at Arsenal and uh, then became even better at City as well in his early years. Uh, obviously won the Premier League. Um, and he could use both feet very well. Same with James Milner. And James Milner is a very good worker too. And I think what I like about this is that you can interchange them at left and right uh, midfield. So you can have a little bit of a different dynamic if you need it. Um, because they're they're both very adept at using the, um, either feet, and then I thought up front them two um, very good strikers, uh, one being uh, Romelu Lukaku, scored over a hundred goals by the time he was age twenty four. Uh, speaks for itself, really, um, especially at Everton. And uh, Mike Owen as well. Well, <laughs> obviously quite unpopular with Liverpool and Man United fans. And like, Newcastle fans. No one likes Newcastle. him. <laughs> no one likes him, but he won a d'Or and he was um, top class and, and, and won the um, Premier League with United as well. So I think he deserves <laughs> to be in there for me. So quite a good um, 11 for me, I think. Yeah, it's quite well balanced, mate. Quite well balanced. I like that team. Um, how about you, Rod? you got your little,
1: yeah.
2: his classic no-pad so,
1: Yeah. Schmeichel and goal. Big Pete say no more big, big beat. Beat. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Like Stuart Pearce at left back same as hiring you know 8 goals in one season at a le- at you left love back. Stuart Pearce yeah I have noticed
0: actually mm-hmm. you're con- actually a big fan of Stuart Pearce he's come up in a few of your yeah. 11s this yeah. is yeah. It's
1: only the second one he's come up in
0: I disagree yeah. <laughs> check, well, the, tapes, check <laughs> the
1: tapes mate <laughs> Right, I was, and then I was tempted to go for the invincible centre back partnership but in the end, I had to put Rhea Ferdinand in there. You know, he's one of the best centre-backs the Prem's ever ever seen, mm-hmm. if not the best. And then I went for Sol Campbell over Colo Torre. I just think he had sort of a bit more presence than Colo Torre did.
3: Yeah, fair, fair enough. enough.
1: And then right back was where I struggled a bit. In the end, I went for Glenn Johnson. Oh, yeah,
0: very good shout. I like that. <laughs> yeah, like that. West
1: Ham, Chelsea, Portsmouth, Liverpool and Stoke. Chelsea? Cool. Yep, yep. He's, he's done mean, them all. But, you know, just... <laughs> In some ways just for the, the sheer sort of journey net madness of playing for all five of those mm. yeah and it's doing fast. and he's, he did it for a long time in the league which is important and then speaking of a long time in the league defensive midfielder Gareth Barry you know you have to be you have to be pretty decent to have the most appearances in the Premier League ever
3: mm-hmm, for sure
1: and I think Scotts Scott said quite a lot about him already I then went for Lampard Milner as well to complete mm-hmm. my midfield there you know Lampard, we we talked about him earlier on the show, just how good he mm-hmm. was, how many goals he scored, and thankfully, yeah, for this challenge we got slightly dealt in by the slightly dodgy transfer of him to Man City. Very dodgy, <laughs> very dodgy, yeah. yeah. Owned owned by the City Group. Mm-hmm. Classic City Group business. Yeah, yeah. Got take yeah. in the chin. And then James Milner, he's he's very much sort of the the Swiss Army knife player. Yeah, you know.
3: I'm sure, uh, what is, got one uh, of those in your bedroom.
1: Oh, obviously. <laughs> um, looking on his Wikipedia, it lists his position as winger, midfielder, fullback. Oh. For me, he needs to do a season in goal just to complete the complete football. Did <laughs> he
0: playing goal? I'm sure I've seen him in uh, keeper kit. Like, he played
2: up front for City, I remember,
0: but I don't think he's played in goal. What's I'm sure I've seen like a, on a video like yeah. you know, Premier League players in goal. Yeah. Yeah. John like O'Shea's
2: always the one that
1: yeah, well. yeah, He yeah. may have been trained up much like Carl Walker, yeah. just for that that moment, but it, sadly, it's never happened. I then went for sort of a front three with one player sitting slightly behind. I've got Dimitar Berbatov, you know, incredible player, Mm. silky skills, great finishing. He played for Spurs United and Fulham.
2: He was class for Fulham as well.
1: (laughs) Yeah, he was very, very good. That was sort of, you know, Fulham's peak Mm. time in the Prem from 2012 to 2014. And then up front, I went for Lukaku, you know, incredible goal scoring record probably one of the worst ever mismanagements whilst he was at United, what the, what your nutrition team did to him. You know, he was supposed to yeah, double his goal-scoring record, not his weight. Yeah, <laughs> And then I went for Jermaine Defoe. You know, he's been a solid performer wherever he's gone, Spurs, Portsmouth, Sunderland and Bournemouth. Less so at Bournemouth, but that was, he's, that was really the tail-off. But, you know, he's, he was still getting very, very good numbers at Sunderland in a poor Sunderland side. yeah
0: quite similar to Hiren's team there. Yeah, uh, few, a few, few, few similar. Yeah, a few repeat, repeat names.
2: More about yours than Miz, I'm looking forward to. Well, it. I was. I think. I don't think I've got any of what you boys have said so far.
0: <laughs> oh good god! I, I think saw,
1: that's incredible. I
0: think Milner. I've got Milner. Um, I, don't Milner, I've got Milner. Um, I don't think I've got anyone else that you've, you boys have said. But I'll go. I'll I'm go for it to this. I was looking forward to yours, Miz. so. So just, just, a, just a, a asterisk on this. <laughs> I've, I've gone. I've gone for players who I have that journeyman quality in the Premier League. They're not necessarily the best player. I'm not saying this is the best Mm -hmm. team and it would beat every other team but this is those real classic Premier League players who've played for so many clubs you wouldn't believe it mm-hmm. uh, in goal i gone David James yeah. classic six clubs he's, he's played for Liverpool, Villa West Ham City and Portsmouth 53 England caps I think people forget Ooh. Yeah. and um, obviously famously seen serving up pizza at a festival in 2014 <laughs> after he went bankrupt um, <laughs> Bank- but yeah I think a great player in between the sticks and, and a Premier League legend mm-hmm. uh, right back I've, I've put Milner I think I think he's played in three different positions you so play far. Anyway,
1: yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. left back as well,
0: I think. Yeah. Yeah. but I mean, in, in our in our 11s, he's played right mid, yeah. centre, centre mid, and <laughs> and right back so far. So um, yeah, five five clubs he's played for. See where he puts him if he is. Mm. Very interesting centre back partnership for you, which will will uh, yeah, I'm, I'm sure you'll have heard of both of these. <laughs> I've gone for uh, Felipe Senderos. <laughs> <laughs> oh, <laughs> Might remember him from his Arsenal days, yeah. but also played for Everton, Fulham, and Villa. Obviously. <laughs> potentially one of Switzerland's best ever exports to granit the Premier Schenker.
1: League he's oh my god him. you just said granite <laughs> ja- what have ja- I just heard ja- I'm joking I'm joking
0: um, no. and a real journeyman around Europe actually in his later years uh, he's managed to become fluent in six languages which I think is a very interesting stat for <laughs> footballers um, he plays alongside Zat Knight uh, yeah <laughs> there it is I knew it I al- knew al- it always remembered by Arsene Wenger I will always remember Zat Knight <laughs> Um, surprising actually he played 11 full seasons in the Premier League I think he o- only missed um, 8 or 9 games in his 11 seasons it's so an incredible wow. incredible stat very
2: reliable
0: um, yeah, very reliable centre back I knew term. You'd have him I knew it a left back had gone very rogue um, post start off at United ended up at Villa I and mean, on the way played for West Brom Sunderland and Fulham Kieran Richardson. Richardson yeah, yeah. um yeah, I did have a bit of a slow start to his career at, at United, but played for 15 years uh, in in the Premier League. Um, moving into midfield, then I've gone to a very similar formation as a rather sort of three in midfield, a bit more of a flat formation with some width, though. Uh, I've got Scott Parker in the middle. Mm. Um, six clubs, mostly, I think, five clubs in, in London alone. Yeah. Um, and obviously a, a real journeyman. Yeah. Um, Obviously transitioning into management in his later years. One of those classic English faces, which you'll always remember. Uh, on the left, I've gone for Wayne Routledge. Obviously set, <laughs> settling at Swans over the last decade or wow. so, but played for seven different clubs in, in the Premier League. No way. Palace, Spurs, Portsmouth, Fulham, Villa, Newcastle and Swans. That's class. 14 full <laughs> seasons in, in the Premier League, so a pretty mm. pretty good record for, for Wayne Routledge. <laughs> on the right, I've gone for a player who's probably not known so much for his Premier League... Talent, but he had incredible season in two thousand and ten, eleven in the championship, just before moving up to the Premier League. Which Adal Terat
2: yeah, played
0: for Spurs, QPR, and Fulham in the Premier League, and somehow went on loan to AC Milan from QPR, uh, <laughs> and is now banging him in for Benfica in the in the Portuguese league. So he had to be in my team for yeah. me. Um, lovely <laughs> in my front three. I've gone for sort of two out and out strikers and one withdrawn striker in behind. Um, I've got uh Robbie Keane in the hole. Ooh. Um 126 goals in 350 appearances, a so very very good record. Obviously did it uh mainly at Spurs, but also Coventry, Leeds, Liverpool, West Ham and Villa. Another another journeyman. In fact, my other two strike uh, strikers also have six clubs each. I've got Darren Bent. <laughs> Class. Classic. I love Bent. Another member of the 100 club. Uh, alongside Nicholas Anelka, yeah, obviously he knew he made it into mine. Arsenal, Liverpool, City, Bolton. After a quick detour via the Turkish Super League, uh, <laughs> Chelsea, and then I think he went went to China, and then on loan to. Somewhere in Italy, and then ended up at West Brom. So very, very interesting career from Nicholas Anelka. One hundred and twenty-five goals is uh...
3: probably one of those with um, the mo- probably the most top six um, teams that he's played for. He's has got four of them in there in the Premier League. Mm-hmm. Depends if you count City. Oh, top six, obviously.
1: Mm. <laughs> Everton, Everton me, and yeah. Villa. Everton, oh yeah. no,
0: the good old days, right? Well, obviously, Harry didn't watch football in those
2: days. Yeah, so obviously. Yeah, he
1: yeah. yeah, was a Wolves fan.
2: <laughs> yeah, fair I actually really like that team, mate. To be fair, it it's a
1: bit of rogue, sport, rogue, it? yeah, rogue, but yeah, yeah, good.
2: Rogue, but yeah, yeah, very. I good.
0: mean, I, I didn't say it was going to be filthy. No, like, no I, I, you know, I like just, that front three, basically. The front three,
2: The front three is really good. See, I'll go through mine. I mean, Big Pete and Goal. Come on. <laughs> Did he say pizza, though? No. no oh,
1: Has he gone bankrupt? Yeah.
2: <laughs> <laughs> That's a negative, really. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, it's unique. Exactly. Yeah. I've left back, I've gone for Wayne Bridge. Obviously, <laughs> oh dear. I think, mainly known for his controversy with John Terry more than anything. But, I thought you were
0: yeah. anti-Bridge merchant as well. I've,
2: I, haven't, I haven't really liked Wayne Bridge, mate. Especially oh, since I'm a celebrity. Yeah, I'm a <laughs> celeb. He was very good. Um, and yeah, obviously, his story with John Terry is... Obviously, what he's most well known for, but he's had, he has some cracking seasons in the Premier League, mm. and I really, really like the
3: look of him. Um, you fancy him? Right? Could have made <laughs> it. Could have made it mine for just for the uh, the lack of a handshake with John Tony. Yeah, I mean that sums up doors
2: really. <laughs> What's this? Yeah. Uh, centre back partnership, uh, same as Rod. I think Rio and Sol Campbell I said last week that Fernand's the best centre back to ever play in the Prem. So nothing else needs to be said. And Sol Campbell, the invincible. And obviously it's funny that he went to Arsenal from Spurs, which annoyed my brother, so that's always good to see. Um, right shout, back, shout, out to yeah, shout out to Mike Spurs. Yeah, shout out to Mike Spurs. You got to love, Sol Campbell, don't you? Yeah. <laughs> and then right back, Carl Walker, which um, oh, was quite a surprising. One. What are you doing, mate? No, it at the end it's of the day, choice, right back was tough, and Walker, his first season at City, he's great. He's broken lockdown. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. I mean, obviously, be that's a shambles. That's a never shambles. Be
1: for a team.
2: It's a shambles, but <laughs> I'm going based on based on quality. I think he has he had to be in my yep. team. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yep Good, good,
1: good, good shout <laughs> yeah, Cheers mate Cheers mate well, Cheers that's that's cool. Right, that's right.
2: You, I, mean, me, I like Aaron Have gone for a classic 4-4-2 Yeah that's um, good to see so on, on the right of midfield I've got Damien Duff
0: Oh that's good. Oh, cool. What a player good. he was yeah, um, Very
2: good Obviously Won the league with Chelsea Before moving to Fulham Newcastle a Fantastic player Very underrated as well He's captain of Ireland For like 40 caps Whatever really it is well, yeah. Very very good player Um, Midfield partnership I've gone for Michael Carrick I mean for me one of the most underrated players of our generation really yeah, yeah. um and then Frank Lampard next to him the classic english duo in there left mid i've gone for andre Konchelskis. um obviously he played for united city as well and, and everton what a player he was in the early 90s um obviously won a few league titles with us before moving on to the scum no oh, and then, <laughs> then up front and then up front i have to have dimitar bibasov he's my first name on the team sheet for me one of the most gifted players technically ever really the likes of Zidane and Bergkamp as well those, those sort of best first touch I've ever seen I think from Bergkamp's <laughs> His first touch is outrageous um, obviously United for a few years didn't work out unfortunately but yeah what a player and then Andy Cole up next to him 187 goals in the Prem. I mean, the guy's an icon. Um, at United, Newcastle, and then he obviously had a little
3: a little spell at City. <laughs> well, so classic, like, classic with some of these players. <laughs> irrele-
2: irrelevant City were back in the day The sort of go go there towards the end yeah, of the career. Yeah, the retirement home. Literally. Actually, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, I think that, that had to be the team. I'm very happy with that. Um, obviously... Wayne Bridge and Carl Walker is a controversial, yeah, controversial, controversial team. team yeah, very controversial team. Yeah, it's controversial, yeah. yeah. I've mixed things up, mate. Mixed things up. But yeah, I like it, though. I like it. Yeah. To be fair, boys, some good teams there. Great, Great good teams. teams, yeah. 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 Any yeah. hints for next week, Doors?
0: Or is you it know, under mate. wraps as usual? Under wraps
2: as usual, mate. You know it, mate. We shall look forward to next week. Yeah, very
0: exciting. Well, yeah, make sure to tune in again next week. We'll be on Spotify and Apple Podcasts as usual. We'll be back with the usual uh, coronavirus news. Hopefully we'll have some more info on whether the Premier League is going to get restarted or not. This has been, they think it's all over, and it is now.